Hey, Josh. Hey, Jim. Hey, I just wanted to take you back to, to Sunday night. And uh, when, when Matt got into that groove where he completed 19 straight, um, do you kind of feed off that rhythm as well? And, and do you build confidence as a play caller when he's in a mood like that? Or is that just a, a crazy idea? I, th I think you certainly feel the rhythm of the game as a play caller and whatever you're having success with. I certainly uh, would hope that I'm in tune with that, um, you know, as the game is moving along. Uh, there's been times where that's been the running game. There's been times where it's been the passing game, um, you know, and, and it could be different elements of either one of those things, you know, quick passes, play actions, tempo, uh, outside runs, inside runs, what have you. Um, but it definitely affects your, um, you know, what you want to do and what you feel, uh, I would say, best about doing going forward. And so uh, the other night, certainly he, uh, you know, he kind of found a rhythm there. We found a rhythm offensively in that regard. And, uh, you know, in games like that, you just try to kind of do what you think is best at that point in time to try to win the game. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Next question, Phil Perry, followed by Evan Lazar. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Good, Phil. How are you doing? Good, thanks. I, I wanted to ask you about something that was said on the broadcast the other night. Chris Collinsworth had a comment that um, was, you know, that the, you guys as a team are going through um, two things where you're trying to develop a young quarterback, but you're also trying to win games. And I just wanted to ask you, are those two things ever in conflict? In conflict may be too strong a word, but is it hard to do both for some reason, whether it's the time you have to spend with a young quarterback to develop them the way you want to, and maybe it takes time away from game planning? Uh, I just wanted to, to pose that to you. Are those two ideas, are they ever competing? Not in my mind. Um, I think we're trying to win the game first and foremost, and developing the players um, every day that we're with them is part of our responsibility. And so I think that, you know, any young player has a lot to learn. That's, um, I would say, common for um, any position. And so I think if you're playing with young players in any spot, offensive line, running back, quarterback, defense, whatever it may be, uh, there are certain decisions you might have to make during the course of the week that, you know, uh, maybe there certain people aren't ready to do certain things yet. Maybe they are ready to do certain things. I don't know. Depends on the person you're talking about. But I, you know, our goal every week is not to worry about, you know, at the end of the week saying, well, we, you know, incrementally improved in certain areas with certain players. We hope we do that every week. Our goal is to win the game and, whatever we need to do with the group that we're going to put on the field uh, on game day. Um, that's the best decisions that we can try to make as we go through the week uh, to try to put our team in best position to win. So hopefully we're developing each man uh, every day. That's our job. I feel confident that we try to do that every day um, along with, you know, doing every, everything we, every decision we make, everything we do at practice, all the things we do in the meetings, leading up to the game and then everything we do on game day is with the goal of trying to win the game. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Uh, next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Mike Giardi. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Good, Evan, how you doing? I'm doing well. I, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, when you have 
so many new pieces offensively, rookie quarterback, all that kind of stuff. Does it take time for you personally to learn, uh, and maybe it does in general, regardless of all that, uh, to learn what you guys are good at as an offense and, and kind of figure out what, what's working and, and how does that process kind of go for you personally? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're always uh, trying to evaluate what your team is uh, strong in and what they may need more work on. Um, I don't think I would be doing my job properly if I wasn't trying to evaluate that each day, each week. Um, And again, I think you start the season in a certain place uh, every year where you feel like you've um, worked on fundamentals and core techniques you're going to need to try to last yourself throughout the course of the season. And you feel like you have a certain number of things schematically that you feel like you know and you can do. And at the same time, each year there is a evolution um, of your team, of your players, of your scheme, you know, to where you feel like you arrive at the, uh, at the best place you could as the season goes on. Um, not saying that coaches don't want to arrive there in August, because I know sometimes we do. Um, it's just difficult at times to do that with all the different things that we, you know, you have to deal with injuries and um, whatever time limitations, practice, et cetera. So there's a lot of reasons why you might not be the finished product in August or September, but um, you, you certainly want to have your pulse on what you're trying to do and feel like you're confident in those things, um, as well as being really conscious of the things you feel like you need to add to your bucket that you can do well as the season goes on. Because if all you ever do are the things you do well coming out of training camp, I have always believed that the coaches and players in our league are too good. Eventually they'll figure out a way to slow those things down and then you're going to have to make another move on the chessboard. So, um, you know, you, you want to know what you're good at. You also want to continue to add things to it. Uh, and develop your team and evolve as the season goes on to hopefully give yourself the best chance to play your best down the stretch. Just really quickly, uh, we saw you guys run a, a few plays that looked like RPOs uh, on Sunday night against the Bucks, and I was just wondering if you feel like that could be something that you might expand on here moving forward. We, we've always kind of um, had some of those things available to us. I mean, depending on the team, the looks, et cetera, some of them might have looked like it in the past and not been thrown. Some of them might have been thrown and not looked like runs, but um, you know, I think there's an element of that probably in most of uh, the teams in the national football league's offensive arsenal. Um, again, we don't major in that, but we certainly, there's an element of that that we're aware of and that we, that we have and that we have confidence in and depending on the team, you know, it could be useful. Thanks Josh. Yep. Our next question, Mike Giardi, followed by Tom Kern. Good afternoon, Josh. Hey, Michael. I wanted to ask you a, uh, a specific play question. It was the interception um, where White sort of looks like he hangs for a split second before shooting the gap. And I'm, I'm sort of looking at Brandon. Is Brandon supposed to stay in there? Or is that just on Mac to understand Brandon's going to leak and that's my guy? Yeah, we had, a, we had a, an issue in that protection. Um, you know, certainly um, the, the, the thing I'd say about that is we have to do a good job offensively of making sure we communicate 
um, you know, clearly before the ball snap. And that's number one on every pass play so that uh, we're all working together towards the same people that we're supposed to be blocking. And so, um, you know, like I said, I'll take responsibility. We, we, we have to do a better job as a unit, uh, quarterback, offensive line, running back, whoever's in protection. We got to know who we're responsible for and, and take care of those guys uh, when they present themselves as blitzers. So, um, you know, we, we certainly uh, we can do better than that and we need to do better than that. <clears throat> and quickly, just to, as a philosophical question, obviously no one's had any success running against the Bucks. You guys did try to do some with that, but do you go into it going, look, if this doesn't work, we still have to dabble in it at least to keep them honest in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I've never been one. I've never really wanted to be. I've, I never want to be one dimensional. Um, I don't think we ever do here. I mean, there's certainly been games in the past that we can all point to that we could say we probably didn't give it much of a chance and, and then went ahead and leaned on the, the passing game. But I would say as a rule of thumb, that is not a sustainable method of playing offense. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm always trying to find ways to do that. Our staff is always trying to find ways to do that, regardless of how good uh, the team is in one area or another. I mean, we're going to play other teams that are good in the running game. You know, it's, you just can't, you, you can't bail on it, you know, every week because, somebody makes it difficult. So uh, this league's tough to run the ball in period. And we got to do better than what we did on Sunday. <clears throat> Thanks, Josh. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll go two final questions, Tom Kern and Bob Sosi. Hey, Josh, two tiered question. Kind of jumps off a of mic. You guys are two to one run pass right now. I think it's 160 to 79. Pass um, run, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pass to run. Yes. hundred percent. Um, yeah. That cannot stand. I'm sure you feel that way as well. What has been the barrier to running game success, if you could distill it? And I know it's a variety of things. And also, the second tier is, how impressed are you that Mac Jones is able to throw it 40 times a game and not demolish your chances of winning as a, as a rookie? Yep. Um, the, first, uh, the first question... <clears throat> You know, I, I think that number one, I think that you have to have there's two there's two ways to look at the running game. One is you can look at it and say volume always results in 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 better, um, you know, better average as the game wears on. Uh, there's that school of thought. Uh, or you could look at it and say that, you know, you you're going to need to have a certain element of success early in the game and throughout in order to continue to play that that way balanced so that you don't find yourselves in a bunch of third down and long situations. And so, you know, certain games, uh, the score will dictate whether or not you can, let's say, have more patience than others. <clears throat> and I think that it's just, you know, we're always looking to try to find balance in our offense because you're, as an offense, you're more difficult to defend if the defense has to defend run pass on every series in every situation, that's always most difficult for a defense. So it's not a sustainable method of, you know, just getting rid of it. Uh, there's not one thing that I would say triggers, um, you know, success in a running game. The running game is much like pass protection and, you know, and there's a lot of reasons why we would have success. Certainly, the point of attack is important because that's where, you know, those are the guys we're running the ball behind. Um, the run read by the runner is important because he'll ultimately make the decision on where the ball is going to go. 
um, the force blocking by the receivers, uh, as we, you know, we've seen here for many years is an important element, you know, in any running game, you know, cause if you don't go down there and get a safety, who's down near the box, it's going to be tough to, to run the ball without him making a lot of tackles. Uh, and then there's an element of deciding on what runs to run. And that could come from us on the sideline, or it could be some form of a decision that's made at the line of scrimmage based on the look. So, we, we just we have to execute our assignment first. We have to get a hat on a hat, meaning we have to get somebody on the guys near the front and we have to give ourselves an opportunity to get the run started. If we can do that, then, you know, I mean, a lot of times you'll live with the result, you know, but um, we didn't do a very good job of of some of those things the other night. And then the way that the game was going and I would say the six, some of the success we were having in the second half throwing the ball. Um, kind of lent itself to making the decision to kind of just go ahead and go in one dimensional mode at that point. Um, your second question about Mac, um, look, any quarterback that gets put in that situation um, certainly carries extra responsibility. Um, the passing game itself carries extra responsibility. The pass protection carries extra responsibility. I'd say the ability to catch the ball consistently in conditions that we played in the other night that were not severe, but they weren't, you know, perfect. You know, I, I think that puts added pressure on that element of your offense also. So um, he certainly responded to anything we've asked him to do. He's obviously got a great mindset, a great attitude uh, about it. Um, there's nothing we've asked him to do that he's shied away from or uh, wanted less responsibility. That's not his nature or personality. So um, I appreciate that in the young man and he's tried to answer every challenge that has been put in front of him. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, he's shown that he's capable of doing some of those things to help us. Um, but I think on a, uh, you know, as, as we move forward here, the goal would be, you know, to hopefully have to have to use that method of play less, not more as we move forward. <clears throat> And looks like Bob Sosi will have the last question. Uh, thanks, AC. Josh, this is also related to the running game and in a sense related to Phil's question about development of a young quarterback and, of course, the urgency, the goal to win games. You've got a couple of young running backs you know, who are going through the process of learning uh, the nuances, pass protection in particular, and they've had issues with ball security in their brief appearances. How has that you know, complicated that effort to not only develop them, but to add them to the mix in order to win games, given the urgency, you know, each week. Yeah, there's, um, there's, there's nothing more important than the ball. And so um, uh, I think that sometimes um, as we all have learned as parents and we probably all learned as children as well, some of the best lessons you learn come through some adversities that you have to go through and face and, I would say that we've, this is not the first time we've had a back, um, you know, put the ball on the ground and then have to respond to it. And so um, I've had more than a few that have done that in their career. And look, the nature of the, the position is they have the ball more than any other player on the field other than the quarterback. So a lot of times they're going to have an opportunity to, at some point over multiple carries, end up with somebody trying to punch or strip at the football. So, um, you know, they're, they're, um, these, are, these are hard lessons to learn at times, but also I would say necessary for their growth and development. 
Um, we know how important turnovers are to wins and losses in our league, and they have to respect um, that part of their job, which I know they do. Uh, but I think now that you go through a, a few situations where, you know, it, it could impact the team in a negative situation in the game, you hope that that really resonates with them as they move forward and practice and work on those techniques and fundamentals that are obviously going to be paramount to those, to those players playing and playing a big role as we move forward. So I still have a lot of confidence in those guys. Believe me, every back that I've ever coached has fumbled. And, and so at some point or other, their ball security will cross over into the, you know, really, really safe, secure zone. And sometimes it takes a few of these situations uh, to get it there. So um, we'll continue to work really hard on it every single week. We do every day. We do ball security drills every day and we'll continue to do that. Uh, but uh, all the players that have gone through this have responded the right way. And uh, I know the two young guys that you're referring to have great attitudes about it and they'll, they'll handle their business and, and approach it the right way as well. And just very quickly, I know you've had experience and you've seen that Kevin Falk is a great example of a guy that overcame those issues early. Is, is it harder for young players in a sense because they don't have the physical contact in, in, in training camp, the number of padded practices, the number of hits, you know, the intense live reps that guys might've gotten you know, 10, 20 years ago? I mean, there's there's probably a, a number of things that are different because of the lack of contact. Uh, certainly, that could be one of the things that, you know, is impactful. But um, look, we, we the, the one thing I'd say is, is every team's the same. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it, there's 29 other teams that are hitting each other and stripping the ball away in pads more than we are. So, um, you know, we have to work within the parameters that we have. There's no excuse for dropping the ball on the ground. And like I said, we do enough drills. We do enough things in, in camp throughout the course of the summer, um, you know, playing play preseason games and all that to, to get ourselves ready to go and, and to not put it on the ground. So um, you just have to – there's got to be no, nothing more important than the ball. Uh, when we hold the ball in our hands, we hold the fortune of the entire team in it with it. And so we have to do a good job of respecting how critical that is uh, when, we're, when we're the one that possesses it. Josh, thank you. Yep. Sorry, Alex, we went way over on our time, so I'm going to go ahead and stop it there. Uh, thank you very much, Josh. Okay, thanks, guys. Have a good day.